Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I want you to get your Bibles. Look on the screen. That's a nice courtesy, but also it's good to have your Bible your iPad, your iPhone, whatever it is that you're using today. And I want to direct you to a passage of Scripture that I think is for this moment. Romans 13, Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness let us put on the armor of light let us walk honestly in the day not in rioting and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envy but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof I just want to simply talk to you tonight on this topic. Time to wake up. Time to wake up. Time to wake up. Heavenly Father, we give you praise, Lord, for your word. I'm asking God that your word, Lord, that is already anointed, that is already living, anoint us and live in us. That we, Lord Jesus, may be, Lord, an active disciple daily, becoming more and more in your image. And we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you. I don't know about you, but I tend to have a love-hate relationship with alarm clocks. I have a fascination with all the different alarm sounds on the iPhone. That's what I use for my alarm clock. Don't have an alarm clock sitting next to my bed. I have a phone that starts ringing. And uh, I don't know about how yours work. Mine starts off soft and then gets louder and louder and louder as time goes on. And and, uh, I heard about a man one time that had an alarm clock that I would like to have had. Never had one like this, but it was made out of material the way you turned it off as you threw it against the wall. When it started ringing, you'd reach over and grab it and you threw it against the wall. Now that is alarm clock that I would uh, certainly enjoy taking care of. Amen. There is an alarm that is going off right now. It has been going off for a good while, especially over the last two months. There has been an alarm clock that has been going off. It It has come to us in the sound of a Virus. It has come to us in a sound of inconvenience. It has come to us in the sound of quarantine. It's come to us in the sound of social distances. It's come to us in the sound, the annoying sound of a mask. It comes to us in the annoying sound of, of different things that have put us in a place where we have had to live differently. But nonetheless, I believe that behind that annoying sound, there is a spiritual awakening that God wants to happen to us. 
because I do believe that there are signs that are pointing to the imminent return of Jesus Christ. This, this virus has, has uh, created a conversation, more conversation about is this end time and mark of the beast and, and all that is going on. I want to tell you, Paul put it very clearly that we could see things that would be clear to us about the end time. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, check, covetous, check, boasters, proud, check, blasphemers, check, disobedient to parents. I'm saying check in reference to, we see those today, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, check, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. He goes on and on and on to talk about this, but he says in perilous time, the word perilous here is the Greek word that comes from the idea of reducing strength, difficult, dangerous, fierce, and furious. It comes from a word that means to lower or as to lower into a void, to let down, to strike, or to go into a great gulf. Amen. That reminds me that one of the scriptures declare that in the last days there would be a great falling away first, that there would be a letting down, that there would be a lowering. His whole declaration about perilous times are those that have lowered the standards of righteousness, that had adapted to themselves things that satisfy and please their flesh. He also said, again, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, by our gathering together unto him. How many know he's coming? Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, nor troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor letter by letter as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Hallelujah. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition people will let down people will let go in perilous times it is evident today that truth is being attacked in these perilous times it becomes a constant reminder to those that are, are living in sin, to those that live away from God. Truth is a constant reminder. It is a reminder to the covet that they should not covet, to the braggart and the blasphemer and the unthankful and the unholy, and those that live with unnatural perversions. It is a reminder that truth says you are on the wrong side. You are on the wrong side. I believe that this is a day where people are asleep. People are asleep because of the perilous times. 
It's a deceivableness. It is a delusion, a deception, if you please. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders with all deceivableness of unrighteousness. Sin can be deceptive. Sin can get you into a place where you feel a false sense of security. Why? Because they believe they, they receive not the love love of the truth that they might be saved truth will make you free truth will make you free but it'll probably make you mad first it is the deceivableness of unrighteousness it is the deceivableness that gets people where they're asleep asleep as it were for this cause verse 11 god shall send them strong delusion have you ever looked at someone Maybe you're thinking about somebody in your family, someone in your life that, my, how in the world can they get so far from God? How can they turn so far from what they once believed? Amen. Jesus said in Luke 21 and verse number 8, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them, but when you hear of wars and and commotions be not terrified for these things must first come to pass but the end is not by and by when you begin to hear all these crazy conspiracies and you hear all this crazy stuff amen I've lived long enough to have heard all kinds of end time discussions and they were interesting and wonderful but here's what I want you to know today don't get bogged down in that get into the mindset that Jesus is coming and I'm going to live like he's coming. I want to live like he's coming no matter what. No matter what happens in Israel, I'm going to live like he's coming. No matter about what I hear about the Antichrist or the mark of the beast or the old harlot and old Babylon. Amen. I'm going to live like he's coming. He went on to say in verse 10, then he said unto them, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall be shall there be from heaven. But before all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up uh, to the synagogues and into prisons being brought before kings and rulers for my namesake and it shall and it shall turn to you for a testimony listen there's some things that will happen to us in these last days pestilence and famines and issues and problems and persecutions even prisons he said in verse 14 sell it therefore in your hearts not to meditate before what ye shall answer for I'll give you, amen, a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Here's what the Lord is saying to us in the hour of pestilence, in the hour of persecution, in the hour of trials and tests. I'll put it in your mouth. I'll give you wisdom. If there ever was a time that we have learned and must learn to be sensitive to the Spirit of God, it is now. Oh, Lord, would you give us direction? Oh, Lord, would you give us direction? 
So the alarm is sounding, last days, last days. In an hour when the dance of deception has waltzed down the aisle of delusion, somebody needs to turn the alarm on. Somebody needs to sound the alarm. Amen. We find that the apathy alarm is sounding. The, you can hear apathy in the world today. Just don't care. Loss of spiritual desire. If there's anything, I pray that the alarm of coronavirus has done is that it has rejuvenated a sleeping church, that it has awakened a sleeping church, a church that has gone through a life and, and it become a routine. Worship had become routine. We made ruts out of our rituals. And now all of a sudden, we had to throw everything aside and say, how are we going to survive now? I'm telling you how we survive. We wake up and we go to prayer and we begin to seek God and we pray for revival and we pray for a move of God's spirit and we get up every day and say I don't know what I'm going to do will I have a job or will I not have a job I don't know about my health will it be good or will it be bad but one thing I do know I'm not going back to my routine I'm not going back to my rituals I'm going to worship God I'm going to wake up I refuse apathy Matthew 24 and 12 Matthew 24 and 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Amen. There are those today that are calloused, calloused, apathetic, indifferent to anything related to God, but to the church who has heard the alarm. I've heard the alarm. I've heard the alarm. I'm not worshiping like I used to with who I used to worship with. This is strange and, and, and different. It's weird and, and unusual, but it's still a way that I can say I'm going after God. Wake up. Wake up. First, or second Peter chapter three, second Peter chapter three. Let me read through this text just for a few minutes. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, there shall come in the last days scoffers. There will come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, saying, where's the promise of his coming? Where is this God? Where is this God? Where is this revival? Where is this healer? Where is this miracle worker? Where is this coming Messiah? They mock at him and scoff at him, saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep or died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Life just continues. Life, And then all of a sudden, the alarm sounds. What do you got to do? You got to stop and say, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. But here's what, what the apostle rendered in an answer. In verse 9, he said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Amen. But is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. So when you feel like, where is his coming? Where is the judgment? Where is the hand of God? It's his mercy and long-suffering that is held at bay. He could have come anytime he wanted to and judge this wicked, sin-cursed world. But it was his mercy 
prophecy that said, I'm holding back. I'm going to come, but I'm holding back for one more to be saved, for one more to be baptized, for one more to be filled with my spirit. He said in verse 10, he said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought we to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Here's the thing. This world's going to pass away. This political mess is going to pass away. This socialist agenda and worldly agenda will pass away. When everything is left, nothing but ashes and dust, it's just you and God standing before. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? I'll tell you what you can do right now is listen to the alarm. Wake up. It is time to wake up. It is time to wake up. If you're a backslider, it is time to wake up. It is time to get back to God. It is time to fall on your knees and cry out to the Lord and he will hear you. Paul said it like this in our text, and knowing the time, knowing the time that now, now the alarm is sounding. It is high time to wake up out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on an armor of light here's my prayer and I'm going to be talking more about this in the days ahead here at MPC it is my prayer that coronavirus 2020 has become the alarming sound to wake a sleeping church not a dead church not a church that is absent as it were but a church that slumbered, not just yet seen it. But I pray that this is a wake-up alarm sound for us. It's an alarm that is sounding that says we need to be more led by the Spirit than ever before in our life. We need a Holy Ghost empowerment. Lead us, Lord, in our daily activity. Not just in a service, not just in a worship time, not just in an altar, but in my daily activity. Lead me, Lord. Have you heard the sound? Have you heard the alarm that Corona sounded out? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Amen. Have we come alive to trusting God no matter what. Have we come alive to believing God shall supply my needs from my groceries to my job to my children. God is going to supply the need to my health. God is going to supply my need. Have we awakened to the point where we have killed the idols of our personal rituals and our personal ruts? We called it worship, but it was a religious rut that we were in. Amen. I say like Proverbs, how long will you sleep, O sleeper. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? Arise! Arise out of your sleep. Paul said, knowing the time, it's high time, high time, high time, high time to awake. Wake up, church. Amen. A church that hears the call to wake up to revival is a church that it says, I'm ready. I ask you, MPC,
I ask you, MPC, I ask you, dear friend of mine that is watching, are you ready for revival? Are you ready for a last day move of God? Are you ready for an awakening that'll shake our schools, that'll shake our, our prisons, that'll shake businesses, that'll shake our government? Oh, grant it, Lord, let it shake the church first. Let the church be shaken. Let the church, let every denomination have revival and truth fall upon it. Let every group have revival and truth be at the center of it. We need to be aware of the hour that we're living in. We cannot be afford, we cannot afford to be the, the ostrich, the proverbial ostrich that sticks our head in the sand and says, well, it's not a big deal. Jesus is coming and it is a big deal. That's the call. Wake up, get up, get busy. Get busy about the Father's business. Get busy about the Father's business. Renew your belief that Jesus Christ is coming back again and that will thrill you and excite you to live ready. Live ready. And then he said, cast off some things. The night is far spent. The day is his hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Amen. Get the sleeping cracklings out of your eyes. Shake yourself and realize where you are. Have you ever awoken in a place and you didn't know or, or at a time, you didn't know where you were, what was going on? Amen. A church that wakes up, knows where they are, knows what time it is, amen, knows what season that they're in. Don't be confused about all this. This is our season for revival. This is our season for a move of God. This is our season to see people baptized, filled with God's spirit, seeing lives change, seeing the sick healed, seeing people delivered. This is the time to cast off some things and take focus where we are awake cast off the works of darkness and put on focus put on good thinking put on your prayer life put on a new attitude put it on a worship turn your rut into a riot say it again turn your rut into a riot The writer of Hebrews said it like this in Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set upon us, set before us. I want to tell you, you put off some things so you can put on some new things. Paul said, cast off the works of darkness so you can put on the armor of light. You can put on the armor. Somebody needs to realize the alarm is not to hurt you or to harm you, but rather to awake you to the reality of who you are in God. Yes, there's a mess in our world. Yes, this is perilous times. Yes, this is antichrist spirit is abounding, but that lets me know, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. That lets me know, lift up your head, look up. It's our time. Jesus said, Matthew 24 and 14, that great text that a lot of people refer to when it comes to the end time, that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Here's what I want to infer from that, and that is as long as the gospel is preaching, it's not the end. 
As long as the gospel is being preached, it's not the end. So if it's not the end, that means there's still hope. There's still availability. There's still a chance. Amen. But what would happen if right now the rapture would take place and I would be gone in a split second? Those that are around you that know the Lord would be gone in a split second. I'm telling you, it's coming. The day's coming. Not some crazy movie junk coming from Hollywood, but a reality. Jesus said, I'm coming back. And just like he said he would, just like he said he would, Jesus is coming back for us. The true church is the church that wakes up. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14. Sister Bev, I'm sorry I'm jumping around on all these verses, but thank you for riding with, with us. Ephesians 5 and 14. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Ooh, thank the Lord. Wake up. It's time to wake up. I don't believe revival is coming. It's here now. Wake up. I don't believe awakening is coming. It's here now. Wake up. I believe it's time to take on a new, fresh approach to prayer. It's amazing to me. We set out the first of the year as pastor, looking at the year. Okay, we're going to do this for this particular season. We're going to launch this new thing. We're going to have this new thing, and we're going to preach on this and teach on that. And then all of a sudden, it just come to a screeching halt. That doesn't mean that we were in air planning, but it means God can mess up the best laid plans. God can mess up things that you think are, this is the way it's going to be. But he messes them up for a reason. Wake up. Wake up. There's no time to waste. There's too many people hurting today. Too many lives are broken and shattered today. Too many don't know the saving power of Jesus Christ. Too many are without comfort. Too many are steeped in worry and hopelessness and faithlessness. I believe it is time for us that from this crisis, an alarm has sounded, and it is time for us to say, I'm awake. I'm alert. I'm watching. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be aware. Don't be sucked in to the sadness of this world. But I believe that the crisis of Corona has sounded an alarm to a church, not just to MPC, but to the church around the world. Because just like you and just like me, there are those pastors that I know, pastors that I've talked to that are saying the exact same thing. Amen. That there has been a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit in their life like never before. And that is going to pay dividends worldwide. You wait and see. I want to ask them to come to the music. I'm wrapping this up and I want to wrap it up with scripture and conclusion for the book of Joel. The book of Joel chapter 2 and verse 1. Blow the trumpet Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Sound an alarm in Zion. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Blow the trumpet in the church. Blow the trumpet in his holy city. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh. It is nigh at hand. I don't know about you. 
but I can't wait to see what God does next. That after the storm clouds have lifted, after the trial is over, after your crisis has passed, what is God going to do? I can't wait to see, but it's going to take an awake believer, an awakened believer, a believer that says, I trust in the word more than ever before. I trust in the book more than ever before. Now you, my friend, that are watching tonight, you feel like you need a, 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 this message to wake you up. I believe right now that this wake-up call for you is something to help you, something to help you, give you strength, give you encouragement. Come alive. Come alive in Jesus. We're getting ready to pray today. Bishop is on his way. We're going to pray for you. We're going to pray that the Holy Ghost will fall upon you in a mighty way. Be victorious today, but wake up. Wake up. Bishop, will you come and pray? Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Thank you.